Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. I like how you say this Walsh now. Yeah, well, I just cut the middleman out. It's Give a weird what they want. It's a weird Thursday day pod here because I pushed it back from last night. So what's going on? What are we potting about? Why are we potting? <laughs> We're potting because there are midweek games on, and we have enough PL podcasts. However much you must might dislike that. Oh, interesting. Uh, we're trying, you know, we'll try and shoot it out there for you guys for the morning commute for Friday in UK and. Have a nice quick day. Maybe we'll keep it a little shorter today, and we'll be back in here on Monday like normal. Yeah, we got to keep it short. So, how'd you do? How'd you do midweek? Wild card. Wild card came in for me a couple game weeks ago. I got sixty five this week. Um, You're nice flying. Rise. Yeah, I'm starting to put put some things together. But basically, I just went away from the template and just went with like my dick and balls and just got guys I wanted, and it's been great. Um, Kane Cap came in, even though he was a little bit merp. And Swan just keeps returning for me. Sane return, obviously. My my best attacker, Big Sal Rondon, came in with a nine pointer. Yes. Fucking Bob off the bench for a seven was <laughs> yeah, that cost ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was totally tuned out from like Slack, Twitter, etc. Just like solo tunnel visioning the Liverpool game. When he subbed on and scored, I I gave you a little fist pump as well as Liverpool. I was just like, let's fucking go. What a fucking punt. Yeah, it was pretty mental, but I'll take what I can get. And he was only on for twenty some minutes. It's not even like he subbed at half or anything, but so that was good. And then, I think it's the highest and on sort of unrelated, but highest like XG shot I've ever seen. I think it was zero point nine six. Well, he was like two feet out, center of the goal, and the goalie was not even in the frame. So. Yeah, with a cross on the ground on his yeah. strong foot, it was just every single possible thing. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you have that chance a hundred times to fucking Benteke, he'll probably only fuck up five of them. So. Yeah, Murata and Benteke make up for the the four. That's why it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know everything. The strong bench look is looking good, and the team's in good shape. Chambo, dude, I'm waiting for that Chambo goal. It's gonna be great. Oh my god, yeah, he is. He's been. The man. He had another like ridiculous rocket launch shot against Leicester yeah. this weekend, and he's he's just fucking Chambo. Yeah, someone tagged me on or tagged us on Twitter. I. The, Sorry for forgetting your name, but it was like, you know, he like leads them in like shots, chances created, touches in the box, like every fucking thing ever. I was like, wow, Champo in. What a fucking good job by you. Call by me, yeah. And then Jomez died, yeah, so they're all figure Your wild card's flying right now. Yeah, it's it's doing doing the business, so things are looking good for me over here. And how about you? We'll go over to your your squad. Um, yeah, I got fifty three points, but I took a hit. I did Felipe Anderson and Son in for Kennedy and Has. So I netted positive there, but still a red arrow as usual. I mean, I've just been in and around 300K since game week seven. So, yeah, I mean, my, my season's done, so that's fine. Um, 
Cap Mo, feel pretty lucky to get any points there. He just subbed on. Um, Vice Sterling, so I was fucking like terrified. Uh, Sonny came in, Callum came in, Glenner came in and then got off injured. Arnie fucking concedes the pen that Flappy Hand saved, so I get positive points there, but then he also comes off injured and is out for a month. So looking like probably more hits for me this week or something. I don't know. Alonzo with a zero. He's been diabolical. Um, yeah. I'm. Well, I mean, that's not correct at all. But he I guess zero, I'm just, so I have Derek's voice in my head of him. Because Derek brought him in against Spurs, I think, and he got one. Then he had six, and that's fantastic against Fulham. And then zero is just... A rough, little bit of a rough stretch, but everyone, just like last week, or just like the IRL pod, rather, everyone's freaking out about Alonzo, but he returns every other week or every week. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, he's still holding him. He's fine. Yeah, he's totally fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I got to do stuff to my team. Um, and Mo should start at the weekend, I guess, and Sterling probably, so that's the only good news, I guess, of... Having them both not start this week, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty pretty big carnage week. We kind of were expecting that after a lot of the main men started over the weekend, and we were kind of alluding to it last pod and saw a lot of rest and rotation. But like you mentioned, you know, those guys that were rested or rotated midweek should look pretty good for starts this weekend. So you know, you, you move on. Yeah, it's, and that guys like Sane are really scary because. Yeah, I can't imagine him starting. He's although it's Chelsea, like, so they kind of have to. You you think yeah. at least I don't know. But one weird thing to point out is that like I always joke that I'm just like an average merchant, but once again I'm like one point five off the top ten k net average, and it's a really weird position that I'm in where I, my rank is just horrific. That even though I'm if I were in the top ten k, I would be like staying around the top ten k because I'm like hitting average every time but since i'm like 350k i I get these numbers and i just they're just all red arrows every single time so it's like a weird new puzzle for me to look at where i need to like ignore what the top players in the top 10k are doing and like play a different game sort of it's it's really frustrating yeah i mean it's the template's been changing pretty dramatically over the past three or four game weeks so yeah, it's tough to make inroads. I mean, the game's harder every gets harder every year, and yeah, the variance I, is greater. As usual, I wildcarded at the worst time and completely yeah, fucked that's my what team. I, yeah, I was thinking about that. The the precise week you did it was off the back of a good five ish game weeks of just big defense coming in with big points, and then. You put all your money in defense, and then they immediately started being so much worse than the like all this heavy hitting attackers start coming into the four, and it just right. it's, it, it was, was a really huge. Bad. But it happens every year, right? I always wild card at the wrong time and with the incorrect team, and your first one, yeah, yeah, my first, second one, my second one, one I usually your second one destroy. is when you make huge, yeah, you make huge rises, yeah. So it's like I just probably shouldn't even touch my team until like game week thirty, and then it's like let's see what I can do, but. Yeah, it feels it feels bad. Um, All right, let's do housekeeping. Let's get yeah. In shout out FML Field Prize League Mug League leader for December so far. There's a million fixtures, so you know this will change a lot, I'm sure. But Kyle Gavalek, aka Kane, you handle it. 
82 points, 7K overall rank. Good job by him leading the way. Goal scorers challenge leader so far. Magic Mike keeps his lead with a sunny pick and goal. Son. And lastly, shout out the top of the FML field publicly. Pajolski continues his reign on top up to 13th overall. Good fucking job by him. 13 R. Yeah, not fucking bad. Not bad. So maybe start with like Arnie replacements. I have a ton of people, as you'd imagine, his ownership has been pretty high all season or freaking about the Arnie spot. Uh, Kyle G wants to know, should we be taking hits to fix the Arnie spot? Or I don't know. Is there, I guess people are kind of looking for, is there another guy other than like Callum or maybe Mitro that everyone should be paying attention to? Or is it just kind of go with the obvious pick? Well, what do you think? You have Callum. Callum is definitely the obvious to yeah. me, like for like. But. Yeah, if I didn't have Callum, it'd be so easy. I would definitely do that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't feel great to have him in right away for Liverpool, but in the medium term, he, you can't really argue against him. Yeah, and then maybe January he gets transferred to Chelsea, and he's just essential, and it's just great for everyone. But um, I mean, there are rogue guys. I mean, I think Wolf is still decent and kind of rogue with pretty bad fixtures and Rashford is starting a lot that's really punty and really rogue but yeah I would take Mitro over those two no question I mean I wouldn't really consider Lucas Perez I mean there's still Chicharito there's still Carroll we have no idea what's going to happen there I mean Jimenez keeps fucking returning I mean their attack, Wolves' attack is getting a little bit better. I I would say I like the changes that Muno's making, and Gibbs White's good, and Jota maybe he'll find some form, and that's better for Jimenez. Um, who else am I forgetting? Oh, Rondon is a decent like money saving shout, but out of all these guys, I still think I would have Mitro number one. The real question is like, should we all be trying to get Aubameyang or Kane? And making a double move, even if it costs a hit, that's I think the better question. Yeah, that's definitely more team dependent. If you have someone that you can release funds with to do a double switch there, but going from Arnie to Aub is a huge amount of money. So you might need a triple swap to do that, unless like because you'd really probably destroy another slot on your team if you have to free up something like four mil, you know. So. But that's aside. Yeah, obviously, if you can go there, that's great. But out of the guys you said, yeah, I definitely am a little partial to Mitrovic. I feel like Fulham are just going to keep improving. And after the United fixture, which isn't even that bad, judging on how they've been defending lately, they got home West Ham at Newcastle, home Wolves, home Huddersfield. You know, it looks pretty good for them to score a few goals over Christmas time. So I, I like the Mitrovic shot a lot. And he just, like and it's Ron- annoying that he's on four yellows, and it's annoying that he has to go up against De Gea. But even if he misses one game, picks up that yellow and gets suspended, like it's yeah, it's just there's something to be said for just having the main man. And he just shoots, always leads the team in shots, shoots absolutely at will. And he's just in and around the box all the time. It's just that points will flow. Yeah, he's the focal point. He's definitely definitely like that option. And you know, we've seen this with Costa before when they're on four yellows. It's missing one game isn't the end of the world. We have you know, Raz misses a game, and it's not like you get negative fifty points if your guy misses one game. You just maybe it's not great, but it shouldn't prevent you from getting the good pick that you're going to want for the medium term. I think sometimes we over, we 
we like hi- we get like hypersensitive to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like if if Arnie was fit and you were deciding between Arnie and Mitro, then maybe like four yellows is a factor that you would consider. But if you're just trying to get the best player for medium to long term, then you you have to just live with it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and then Rondon, I mean, it's a tougher one because a couple of the good they've had a couple good fixtures and they still have three really good ones, home wolves at Huddersfield, home Fulham, but then it gets really bad. So I would probably not be tipping that right now. Um because they have a pretty good long run from game like nineteen to twenty five where there's like one and a half startable games there for Rondon, so um, I don't think he would be the guy I'd go for right now. But yeah, he's also yeah. played ninety for like five straight, so he might even. Well, he's a get, fucking monster. He is, but he might get rested for one of these good ones, and then that would be really bad. Yeah, that's but, like the only reason you want him. Yeah, yeah, but that's the same thing. You could make that argument with even Jimenez or whatever. I mean, they don't have other options. Uh, I just to, mean you know, because but, of the like you just said with the Newcastle fixtures. Like you want yeah, him for fair. these three really good ones, and then you don't want him at misses, all. Yeah. yeah, and if he misses one of those, it is it's fairly. It yeah, just makes him a lot bad. worse. Yeah. And you're spending two transfers on that spot, basically, which makes it yeah. Um, so what? What do you? Let's go over to Arsenal though, because that's interesting to me with Ob and Laka. I was really thinking about getting Laka in, but I'm getting a little bit nervous because um, he hasn't been starting. But I, don't know, I was looking over on the Arsenal fan forums. I didn't see a single predicted team from anyone that didn't have Laka in there, and I did see people kind of chatting up, uh, maybe resting Ob. Probably a little bit too, you know, f- like too close to the sun. Those fans are just like overreacting to every little thing, and you know they don't have a game for a week after after the game on Saturday against Huddersfield. But what do you what do you make of Laka and Ob on Arsenal? Because they look like they're going to start scoring some goals in these good fixtures. Yeah, I mean Arsenal look great. I mean I think De Gea obviously had the howler, but he also his two saves on Aubameyang's two shots were both worldies and. You know, an, an average goalkeeper, Abba's coming through with a brace again, like just flying. But I'm, I'm kind of scared about both because they both have their warts. Um, like, Ob is fantastic, no question. If Laka's back in, though, he's on the wing. And then is he worth the 11 million? Probably not. You'd rather just have Laka. And then Laka is not nailed to start by any means. Um, that's sort of system dependent. Emery chops and changes every single game week. I really like. I think the the only read that I have, and I know this is a cop out, is that there's kind of like no read to make. Like Emery has changed the team. I feel like I'm not even exaggerating. Every single every, game week, yeah, it's, it's, it's rare like, that he goes more than two games in a row before making yeah with the changes. same like forwards and midfields and system like, even. It's the system changes. Right, and now they're at three in the back, but holding is hurt. So does that mean they go back to four at the back? And like that would be good for Laka. Yeah, that would be great for Laka. But there's just so many like ifs, and there's so so much speculation, and like really, we have no idea. And the only thing that is great about Ava is that I mean, he was probably a little fortunate to score braces in those games where he subbed on for thirty minutes. But you know that he's likely to start every match and even when he doesn't he's super threatening off the bench so I, I mean I I would say obviously I think Abba is a little bit better and safer but if Laka was nailed to start and I had Laka earlier in the season when he was starting every week and he was fantastic then you would go Laka but uh, it's so risky it's so fucking risky yeah I'm I'm gonna have to 
think long and hard and see what I feel like doing tomorrow because my plan was to get lock in and captain him. So I'll see. I really thought he was going to start. You were going to do what? Bob in for Laka and captain him? Yeah. I mean, Bob, sorry, Bob out, Laka in and captain him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal on Buddy is fantastic. Yeah. And then I was going to probably downgrade Dill for money or something like that, but, or even Gomez now, you know, I, I don't know. I need to think about it. I mean, captain is like an even more extreme risk, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm looking. I don't feel that great about at Chelsea. I don't really have that much confidence in Spurs at Leicester. I they've had a lot of games. I don't know. They they faded quick. I mean, they were up three 0 and they just stopped playing. I guess. But yeah, I I just feel like that's the kind of thing that I did on my wall card. Like I'm not going to just be like safe, do a templatey thing. You know, I'm like getting someone in, like getting Laka in for this little mini run and just hoping he starts. You know, it's definitely not. Sensible or safe, but what if I told I you that Laka was going to start like half the games in the next six game weeks? He's going to start three games. Would you still get him? Want to kill myself? No, of course not. Yeah, but it's the same thing that I'm looking at earlier in the season when he was fit before he got injured. I mean, he was playing ninety for you know a good two months, and they were picking up points, and him and Ob had a good understanding, and they looked good. So. I'm not sure in the back three. I mean, Holding's legit hurt, so I don't know if he feels comfortable enough to put a different center back in. I don't know if you know if they go back to the back four. I think Cola might not start again, and then you know they go back to the old system with with you know Ob on the wing and and Laka's just he's also like you mentioned on Ob's like a good threat off the bench. He keeps coming off the bench and getting a return anyway. I mean, obviously, captain him home Huddersfield would be like a big rogue punt, but. Bring him in like at nine six, especially for me, because I, I mean, for me, you know, like, thanks for the seven, but you know that was a huge punt just for a really kind of a short term punt, and I got him with the in mind of kind of a placeholder for Locker or even Aub. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do there, but the Arsenal fixtures when I wildcarded two weeks ago were bad, so I didn't want to go there yet. Yeah, so yeah. you know, so we'll see. I'm, I'm going to think about it, but yeah, yeah I, I think I it's know. reasonable. I honestly do. It's just. Yeah, it just is. You can't, it's hard to advise someone else on doing that because exactly. it's not. That's the thing. Advisable. It's like, you really, <laughs> really might yeah. get fucked, and he hasn't started the last two. But at the same time, I think it's pretty relevant that you know. I mean, he subbed on late versus United, but against Spurs was was a halftime sub, and like he came on and really changed the game. And like you said, he has two months. Or Emery has two months of. Of data of Laka and Abba starting together, and they were fantastic in that run. And yeah, I mean, you would think logically against home Huddy at Southampton, home Burnley at Brighton, next four, which are pretty much all going to be buses, you would think that they would want the additional attacker there, like maybe drop like, you know, Wobes or that, or like the Rambo spot or something like that, and move Abba out wide and lock up top. It makes sense to me, logically, it makes sense, but. It's obviously We've been there before. Yeah. yeah, I mean, assuming logical decisions is really risky way to go. Yeah, especially as I mean, Bob just rested at Bournemouth. Is you know that should be there should be open space. In yeah, that game. I mean, I think that that's probably advisable to just hold one more and then maybe get lock in if he starts. Yeah, it's just yeah, just missing the points. I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Um, do you want to talk about Kane? I mean, David Webb on Twitter, what's your opinion on going Kane to Abba for the next three to four fixtures? As we just mentioned, Arsenal's fixtures are ridiculous and Kane's aren't that 
good. What, what are They're ridiculous. That's nonsense. But I think that's just insane. That's the no, stupidest Kane, thing I've yeah, heard. Yeah, Kane's pictures are fantastic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing, you know, trading one fantastic asset for another, kind of. But I just feel like we're talking about Laka shoving Ob out to the wing where he was not that good and he was not returning at 11 plus million striker rate when he was playing out there with, with Laka. I mean, he had a couple of those those weird ass games off the bench where he fucking yeah, scored those, a million those points. Those almost don't but, count, but the games where he started at the wing, yeah, he was he was cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was fine, but he he was like Vardy fine, <laughs> not yeah, right, like right, an right, eleven right. million striker fine. So, no, I I mean, I was you know, I was I was on the Kane thing last pod we had, and you know, I'm I'm still there. He wasn't didn't look you know that great, but he's just. He's just always there, you know. He's easy to hate, obviously, because of the mouth breathing and all of the nonsense. <laughs> but he's just always in and around it. He just picks up these little fucking weird ass points, and he's, you know, he's he's just good. He, he starts every game, and some pens they have four guys who dive at will, and you know, he's just going to be getting points. So if you have him, just ride it because their fixtures are stupid for a long time. And I expect him to keep going up in value um, as well. So I, I, I don't think that's the move. I think it's the how do I get both, not which, you know, how do I go from one to the other? Yeah. Do you think at this point you would still prioritize Kane over the Arsenal guys? Yeah. I, the fixtures are fairly this neutral, they're pretty much the same. And I just think Kane's a better asset in a vacuum to either of them. Yeah. What do you think? You like Ob more? It's just so hard to commit to that after everything we just said. Because if he's shoved out wide, then absolutely not. If he's starting up top, then yeah, probably. Um, I mean, to me, Kane, I didn't watch that match live. I only saw highlights and stats and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he got his goal on a really his only shot that's relevant, and he did nothing else for the rest of the game. Well, he assisted the Sun goal too, but shooting-wise and goal threat-wise, he did nothing. and. To me, in my like negative head, I'm just like, yeah, same Kane that I expected. Like back to being like bad Kane, not old Kane, where he's like barely shooting and blah blah blah. But he picks up twelve points. So, and yeah, he's definitely going to be consistent. He's like a twelve and a half million version of Mitro, but he's on a better team. And he's just like, yep. he's just there, and he's just gonna fucking find a tap in somewhere, find a pen somewhere, and just get his get his ding. So. Yeah, and they also he's also good on set pieces, you know. He's always finds a way to get in that little spot and they have a lot of good they have a lot of good delivery men there and they have a lot of opportunities there. He just has a lot of opportunities to get points, period. So I, I mean I yeah, I think Kane's gonna he's gonna as Coons out, I think he's gonna continue to steadily rise up and maybe finish top point score of the strikers this season like he, you know, he kinda normally does. So I think it's the time to get him. I mean, the fixtures are so good. It's just he's Unless he gets injured, he's just going to keep returning, and he's a good captaincy option. Yeah, I just really don't want him. I'm going to stick with Sun, yeah. but we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, Sun. I, Sun's the best player on Spurs. He's their best attacker and best striker, I think. Like, I, I'm not even being like a dick right now. Like, I was saying it on the IRL pod last week. I was just like, I'd rather have something Kane. Like, I don't know. I still still will, and I'll probably die on that. Um, yeah, having having both is pretty good. Having both is really good. Um, let's talk about the mid price mids. 
LeBron James on Slack, <laughs> Son versus Felipe versus Rich, who do you like best? And Enrique on Slack, which mid-price midfielders, seven to eight and a half million do you trust most over this period? Is that mid-priced? I, I feel like that's kind of a little bit... I've always felt like mid-priced is like six and a half and under or something. Okay. Well, what's mid-priced then? I mean, what's... what's because it's not premium. It's like the weird midfield bracket. What's in it's between? In that, it's the Vegas zone of midfielders. It's the yes. It's the it's the four point spread Vegas zone. It's the Vegas zone. So that yeah, it's this the is Vegas like zone. Sun is favored by like five and a half in the Vegas zone, and that's that's the yeah. that's the zone that they're in. So, what Vegas zone midfielder do you like? Like seven, eight and a half, or whatever. Yeah, I Sun. I think is at a completely different echelon and level than any of these guys. Um, from you know the from Delva below price wise, yeah, I think like I you're mentioning, we I mean we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks after he came in and you know I mean I, I picked him up a couple of weeks ago and it's just you watch the games and you see what he's he's capable again capable of a brace every single time he starts. And and he could have had it against Southampton. Yeah, he he could have every game. He misses. Yeah, you know, he, he misses actually chances. Can. Yeah, yeah, he misses chances. But um, yeah, so besides Son, I Rich, it's starting to get. I I still can't believe I've never. Actually, ever owned Rich for one game week since he's been in the game. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to kind of look at him a little bit harder and kind of think like, what am I thinking? Because you know they've got a couple tough ones coming up, but he's just he's still still playing up top and he's not expensive. He's only seven one. I mean, Siggy's been getting some points and he he almost scored the weekend, but or midweek, but. I like Rich a lot. It's I think he's he's my uh, second favorite. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, out of position strikers are really fucking good. That's that goes back, you know, ten years of FPL. That's always good. Like finding a midfielder to play striker is always good. But I don't know. It's I mean, I like Everton a lot, and I think they're good. It's just. So Rich's goal this week was really his only relevant chance of the whole match, and it was a weird as bullshit. Yeah, it was a weird as fuck bullshit. He was in the right place, right time to happen, and you know, like usually you don't get those. And I just feel like he does get those though. He had one like that earlier this season. Yeah, like on his cheeky on set pieces. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. I less mean like you don't get those more. That's just like you don't want to rely on those. I guess. But right, right, right. Like he, he's been like a little bit underwhelming since moving to striker. Aside from like, you know, the that game against Brighton where he looks like the best fucking player in the league, and it's like fuck. I don't know what I'm getting with Rich. I, I do think he's long term gonna just be good because he he's a really good player, and Everton are probably the sixth best team in the league. But yeah, I, I don't know. If there's any of these other guys I would put in front of Rich, I just don't feel like that strongly about him, or as strongly as you do, maybe. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And just, I mean, that said, I, I could have got him on my wild card and I chose not to. I mean, I I agree with you. He does kind of do more for the IRL team and the eye test than the FPL, like your FPL eye. Yeah. Which is a, a valid and a fair point. Um, I mean, he has four I mean, goals since game week six, you know, and. Yeah, it's. Yeah. One of them was He's, this scrum. He had the Brighton game where he was the most best thing ever. I don't remember the Leicester goal, but like that's not what you're looking for. No, he's not pulling up trees. But at, at the same time, at this price range around the seven million spot, I, I mean, I like the team. You say you know maybe top six team. I just feel like he's a safe, high floor kind of a guy. He'll he'll tick along. Um, 
I'm really still not in on Felipe, especially with Arnie out. I'm just really nervous. Yeah, I'm about wondering it. how that's going to negatively affect him, and I'm not yeah. like excited about that. Because I mean, Lucas Press scoring a brace by a fucking lottery ticket. He hasn't scored a week. I mean, he could barely make the bench before for a West Ham team. So I don't know what that is. Chikorito, we've seen him just be a lightweight kind of loses like. He just finds himself completely lost in games and gets subbed on 55 after doing nothing. I'm just nervous about what they're going to have going on in the final third. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm nervous about Felipe. Obviously, the fixture run it speaks for itself, but at the same time, I don't think they're like an Everton where you know they're going to score a couple or so against these mid to bottom half table teams. They could get clean to fucking Burnley. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like a, a throwback yeah, Burnley game or something. With Arnie, I would have, I would have said the opposite. I would have said I think yeah. they will score two, maybe yeah. three in all of these yep. games. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a little bit worried. As a, of, of course, I just brought him in and they scored three well, and yeah. he has no involvement. But yeah, of course. Yeah, I still really rate him highly, but. The no Arnie is really scary. And if you compare Felipe, not even to Rich, but to someone like Matto, it's hard to argue against Matto there, probably. I mean, like. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would want Felipe over Matto. I have no faith in Lester, less than I do in West Ham. Yeah, but I have more faith in, like, it's the same shit, like Vardy and Nacho and a fit team than I do in, like, Cheech and Lucas Prez and Andy Carroll playing up top. I'm worried. I'm yeah. worried about that because the assists are a big part of his points. I mean, he creates a ton of chances. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. And then I mean, I'll have to make my obligatory Bill mention. Um, still think he's a very solid pick until KDB comes back, which who knows when that'll be. Um, I mean, he might come back in a couple weeks. Still not be ready for ninety. Um, I mean, I don't think. I think at seven five, we've talked about this before. It's sort of like a coverage pick, but. When you're when you get an attacker on a team that's scoring three plus every game, you know you like you like your chances there. So I, I still think Bilv is a very reasonable choice. So how would you rank them outside of Sun Rich first? Um, yeah, I think Rich and Bilv. I'd probably have one A and one B. Wow, really that high on Bilv? Yeah, it's again he's he creates a lot of chances. He shoots. He he's in the final third all game. The the team could score six. I just think that. Again, it's similar to the argument I was making midweek, like why I found tried to find so much money to get Dilvin as my fourth mid because I like avoiding these kind of stainer teams that can shit the bet on any game week and look ridiculous and score zero goals. And when I'm spending, you know, a seven plus price slot on that player who's a midfielder who already has, you know, it's not the striker, it's already someone who, you know, you have to have the game script going the right way to get in there and have opportunities and blah, 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 blah. So I like having that player being on a complete premium high-end team, high-octane offense. So that that's where I'm coming from there. It, it makes sense to me. It might not make sense to you or others, but I don't know. That's where my, my thought process is there anyway. Yeah, I'm nowhere near there on Bilva. Um, but that said, I'm not that high on Felipe Armado right now. So it's like I would put Rich just clear first and probably just clump the other guys together because I think they're all kind of like sort of long term, sort of tick merchants. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very worried as a Felipe Anderson owner right now about. And, you, and you know. we didn't really talk about Siggy, but I mean, Siggy's the kind of guy who's 
benefited from Rich going up top, kind a of. I mean, he gives him a little bit more space, and he's got coming off the string of a couple of blanks. I mean, he didn't. The Newcastle game was kind of a strange one, but do do you think he's? We should be looking at him a little bit harder, or do you think that Rich is? I mean, they're basically the same price now. It's only a point four. Yeah, the thing with Siggy is just I just feel like Rich is better, and in no way, shape, or form do I want to spend like almost fifteen million and two midfield spots on two Everton guys. And no, I'm saying which do you prefer? Not get both. Oh, I think I would prefer Rich. I would need to look harder at the stats. Yeah, Siggy but, still has pens. Yeah, I mean, pens are nice. I don't. I try my hardest to almost ignore pens when I'm I'm making this kind of like long term evaluation because they'll happen or they won't and there's nothing that I can like do to predict that if that makes any sense like they could yeah. they could not get a pen for twenty weeks like who the fuck knows um, yeah. so I think I just prefer Rich just I prefer the goal scorer traditionally and he's just in the box taking more shots and stuff like that but. Singy is creating a ton of chances and on all those frees and pens and stuff, you can make the argument that he has more opportunities to score points and he'll score more regularly. Um, that said, I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned with Everton is their fixtures are horrendously bad. So probably wouldn't want them for three weeks and then they get good. But I don't really, yeah, want, I mean, I'm not like bringing them in for home Watford at City Home Spurs. Yeah, I mean, the Watford fixture is reasonable. Watford's been all over the shop. And then obviously the City game, if you could bench them. I mean, home Spurs, I don't think is that bad. Spurs defense has been very Yeah, they're not like the that bad, but they're yeah. not good. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, Siggy, just looking at the stats, I mean, he hasn't been creating that much. He's only got four chances created in his last four game weeks. Mm-hmm. And you know That's the shots, bad. obviously. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get in the box as much, but I mean it's ten goal attempts to eight in Rich's favor. It's not it's pretty close, but yeah, it's a tough one. It, it's really tough with Everton's fixtures because it's just kind of a hodgepodge. So mm. yeah, I mean, t- I think I think a- after this this these three matches, they have yeah, it's a lot of aways, but there are a lot of games, and they. They really have shown to be like the sixth or seventh best team in the league so far this season, and they should be taken care of. Like Burnley, Brighton, Leicester, Bournemouth, Southampton, Huddersfield, Wolves, yeah. Watford. Like yeah, that, they, they, they could, yeah, they should be favored in the majority of those matches. I think. Yeah, almost all of those games. Yeah, yeah. Rich is Rich is fine. Yeah. This is the toughest spot. This like the mid priced. Strikers or the cheap strikers, like from seven down, and then this like eight five to six five midfield bracket. It's been really difficult this season because no one, no clear guy has really come in and like gotten into every team. Like Rich is fine, but he's not. You know, he's not fantastic. I mean, you know, I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah. It's no, it's it's been dude. like a wave of like five different guys that seemed automatic at different points. Like Rich early. Um, Matto eventually, Martial, Pereiro is in there. Pereira, Martial, Pedro, Walcott. Felipe Anderson, and now it's kind of just back to Rich, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, what else we got? Really tricky, tricky one. Um, 
Let's just do some questions, keep it kind of short. So, Cambia and Slack, how many captaincy options should we be looking to have in our teams? If you look at something like having Kane, Raz, and Ob, is that too much value tied up in three players, or too much money tied up in three players, I guess? I don't think you need more than two, um, but I don't think that that's too much value. I think it just depends on your team and how you have your money balanced, like, if you have a cheaper defense and they all rotate well and they're all nailed, then you can easily afford those three players. It's not difficult. Um, you know, if you have value type and rich, and you know, it just depends on the rest of your team. So, but in short, short answer is to me, if you have two, you're you're in pretty good shape. What do you think? Yeah, two is probably the number you target on wild card. You you still like heavy defense is not trendy, but you still want to get points from there. You know, you don't want to be running out like Vinagre and Chambo every week. Like, trust me, it's bad. Yeah. You want to, well, Chambo most weeks, trust me, feels great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, don't yeah. worry. They still have zero, zero clean sheets. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. The All most that. important thing, and I said this maybe two weeks ago with captaincy. Yeah, no cleans is bad. But the most important thing for me uh, as of right now is what weeks am I not captaining City and take it from there? So regarding the number of captaincy options, like I'm looking at over the short term, like next six game weeks, I'm probably maybe not going to captain City this week at Stamford Bridge, and then game week 21 home to Liverpool, I probably won't captain City. And every other week, I think you should captain your your you know double digit or ish yeah, City guy. That's so you're on. I'm on Raz. That's Raz for sure. Yeah. yeah so. That's how I think I would think about it if I was like wild carding and figuring out where to spend my my premium slot. Is who do you want to captain game week sixteen? Who do you want to captain game week twenty one? And if that's Kane, go Kane. If that's Obs, go Obs. If that's Salah, Salah, then go Salah. But I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I like that. That's it's a, a, a decent place to start at least. Yeah, and looking at that, I mean, we know Arsenal is Huddersfield home this week, and game week twenty one when City and Liverpool play. Arsenal are home Fulham while Spurs are at Cardiff, so you can't really call that too strongly one way or the other. So you got to just really look. Maybe it makes it a little more difficult, but you know, yeah, just, I, th- just I mean that out there. Those those fixtures, I think you got to give Arsenal the leg up on Spurs. Edge, yeah, they're home. Yeah, that's fair, home. Both I, Spurs yeah. are away. Both. I mean, Cardiff are bad, but they're a bus at least. Uh, they're good. Like they're Cardiff are good. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're yeah they're unskilled <laughs> but they're tight and they're a bus and even Leicester this week I mean Leicester's kind of tight too they're just very pwelly they just want a, an awful terrible game where nothing happens in the midfield that's like ideal for Leicester so yeah you gotta give Arsenal the edge there I think yeah I agree um, Amo on Slack with the game coming around so quickly is it worth considering an aggressive transfer strategy for example hits on the regular to get in form players um, no, I don't think it should be looked at any differently than when there's a week off. Um, I guess you can kind of predict when players are going to miss out or not a little bit easier, or maybe not when they're going to start. Like for Raz, for example, we know obviously he's not going to miss out two games in a row, something like that. So it makes it safer if you want to hit someone like that in, but you have the same logic when they have the when there's the full week off. I mean, the player's going to start pretty much all the games anyway, so I, I don't think it should really alter your the way that you're playing. Yeah, I feel like something. I feel like the only thing it would alter is maybe I mean, ignore what I do every week, but maybe take less hits because the rotation is just fucked, and it, your everyone's team is getting fucked, and everyone's coming in off the bench, et cetera. So it's like 
less safe to get someone like other than, you know, Raz, I'm talking about more guys like, you know, the mid tier guys like are not safe that they're going to play 90 every week with this, with the pileup, like someone like Richarlison, like, wouldn't be that fucking crazy if he rested one game week because yeah, like to- Tosin plays or something. Yeah, Tosin fucking Calvert Lewin plays. Who knows? Um, yeah. So it's like less safe, I would say, to take hits. Um, yeah, Jesse on Slack. I'm wild carding as soon as this weekend begins. Any cheeky one week punts for Arnie Rashford, Cheech, Zaha. Oh man, I love a one week punt before wild card. One week punt for the cheapo spot. Um, it's yeah. too bad Muzzy Muzzy Muzz's shoulders crocked because that would yeah, be a nice. Yeah, he one might be Burnley. fine, but yeah, you don't want you don't you don't want to go there though. He's um, away though; he doesn't score away. You don't want that. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't hate Rashford. Martial dead. He's he's gonna start. He fucking bombed Rom out right. Home Fulham can't yeah. can't really. I mean, Ron Don. I mean, Home Wolves is a good fixture, but I, you know, I think you'd you'd fancy United to put a few more than you would Newcastle in a an easier fixture. I like Rash. Yeah. I, I like Rash a lot. Yeah, I think Rash yeah. is pretty decent. I'm trying to look further. Mm, there's not I mean, much like else. Wolf at, yeah, Wolf at West Ham's interesting, but you know that game could be grindy. I don't know. We still we still haven't been scoring. Sort of a darb, yeah, it's sketchy for sure. Yeah. And I wish Callum Patterson was a forward, home Southampton, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that cheeky blinder mustache will go fucking straight yeah. in. Hasn't, Gold hasn't galore. at all. Yeah, I don't know, let's look at the, Jesse, let's look at the fucking gambling odds and take it from there. Maybe there's some yeah. team that Vegas is tipping to like win by two and we're just not seeing it. Um yeah. Eric Biz, just a few more questions. Eric Biz, president on Slack. If you were on wildcard this week, what would be the core of your team? Um, definitely Kane, Son, Sane, and Sterling. Kane, Son, Sane, Sterling. I can't argue with that. That's, yeah, that seems easy. And I mean, Trent now is just the most obvious pick in the fucking planet. Would you so maybe would double up in. Trent Lovren? Um. I mean, I'm thinking about Lovren and for Gomez. I'm just. I think he trained today. I was seeing some conflicting reports. I was trying to look into it, but yeah. he was he out wasn't of even the squad the yesterday because yeah. he like clash of heads in training or something. Which I, his head is like Homer Simpson head. Like I can't imagine him getting a concussion. He's just <laughs> snorting. He's just railing pain fucking pills all day every day. I don't know. I mean, what's what's in his fucking head? If there's a brain in there, I'm. Fairly surprised. It's just like double plated um, steel for a skull. I'm just uh, Liverpool uh, doubling on the defense. Uh, looking at their immediate little run is doesn't seem that fantastic to me. Um, you know, the pile up. I, I kind of am looking like hedging seems a little bit smarter. Then maybe after the city game, you could come back in with two. There's a little bit of a better run there, but I mean they could still clean three of the next six. It wouldn't stun me, but you know United Arsenal City three of the next six is a little bit iffy, and at Bournemouth is certainly no uh, no walk in the park for a clean sheet either. So I'm I'm leaning towards not going that way, and I also just you know Matip can come in. I don't know how yeah. certain. I mean Lovren's battling fitness. It's like getting Arnie for the pileup. It's a similar thing. 
It's like the player gets injured for fun. He does a, he does his leg. He fucking bashes his head against some concrete, and he's done for like two weeks. It's it's a tough one there with Love. I don't I don't love the shout. I think it's a little bit a little bit sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Trent is a really easy pick. I like that core that you picked out. I mean, obviously, I'm like low on Kane, but there's no doubting that he's like a good pick. I just don't. I personally don't want him. But if you feel yeah. the same way, then I guess go Obs over Kane in that same core. And that lines up nice with the captaincy and stuff, but yeah, it's yeah. good when I I core two two weeks ago and now it's the core. Yeah, I mean that's an example of you being good at FPL and doing a good job on the wild card. And me, my core was just no one is left of my core. Laporte, Alonso, and like. Oh yeah, those Bravo. are fucking core. Up oh, my asses are core. I'd rather have fucking <laughs> the doc who I transferred up for like a hit than either of them. Like oh, I have no core and literally no core. Maybe Fabianski. Maybe that's the one like guy that was a good pick on my entire wild card. Callum and Fabianski are the only good picks I made. Maza, he's been returning like every game, even though he's getting injured every game. VVD. Assist yeah, merchant VVD, yeah. four straight returns, three cleans, two assists, and the last four. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, don't listen to anything I say. Walsh is good at fantasy. I'm not. Mister Tools on Slack asked his at usual five thousand questions. So I just picked one. <laughs> Kalasnik. Uh. Fucking. He spelled this completely wrong. I assume he means Dean, Luca Dean, or Doherty. All attacking threat with the possibility of the odd clean sheet. Do you like any of those guys? I like Dean. I mean, I I gave the little thirty second hold my hands up last pod when I was shitting on Everton defense like six weeks ago. But they they look like they've got it together. And but with the fixtures, you would pick Dean. Yeah, you rotate. I mean, you could still start him in like you know to this week, and then you got a couple off. But I'm not wanting to start any of these players every week. Period. And I just think he's safer. I, I still don't know if he's going to play Klasenac or Klasenac, however the fuck you pronounce the last yeah, consonant of his name. A, I don't if, know if it's a hard C or a. If Holdinho's out and he go back to the back four, I mean, I would be surprised. He can't play defense, so if they're not playing him as a wing back, then I don't think he's going to be in the team. So I'm nervous about that. I just don't think he has a good medium term outlook, and I certainly don't want to spend multiple transfers on my four point X defender spot unless if someone dies. So I mean, Doherty's not an option to me. They just look all over the shop, and I think that they're fucking trash, garbage bin bags. Um, that's, I like Dean. I, I mean, I think he's just a good rotating cog. Um, just a good share, a good piece to have, you know. I kind of think it's worth the risk of going cola, just because you would start him every week for the next six or seven, aside from Liverpool. Like it's not, you know, it's obviously carries risk. Nacho's close to being back. Who knows what's going to happen? But he's starting regularly, just as attacking, if not more than Dean. And they have really, really good fixtures as opposed to Everton. Like I don't want to transfer yeah. in a guy that's going to be on my bench. Two out of the next four game weeks. So, yeah, I don't know. I so, kind of I, I so, I mean, like Cola, and Arsenal defense has been better lately. I think so. To me, it's just like the fundamental. Also, having to balance it with the other four defenders you have, because sweating a team sheet on your defender when you have two pieces of fuck on your bench that you don't want to come in is very bad feeling. So. Yes. 
I think that the attacking intent would have to be like 4x or something better than Dean for me to go with Cola and absorb the risk of him being not only dropped a game, but he could be bombed out for a month. I mean, they could go back four and he's just Monreal's in, period. I mean, Cola didn't get a sniff until everyone died. Licksteiner had to die. He was playing fucking out of position on the left. So Shaka. <laughs> I, I think there I think there's just way too many risky factors there. I mean, obviously watching Cola living in the opponent's penalty area or the their box is very nice and it gets you gets you feeling things in the down belows, but just having that security of knowing, okay, Dean's absolutely nailed every game. I know when I can play him. I know what I have to do with the rest of my yeah. back line to get three good out and that kind of thing. Like I, pr- I prioritize that a little bit higher. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, last question, Kyle G on Slack. I have Sane and I want Major Son. Is it worth the risk to have two rotation-prone <sighs> midfielders? It makes me feel like I'm just adding another gamble to every game week since both of them are risk one-point cameos. How do you balance that? You just need a good bench, I guess. Yeah, that's why I put Kearney in. Um, I have Son and Son. I have they've obviously they've started the last two game weeks since I've had both of them, and that's been nice. But um, it doesn't seem like Son is that much of a rotation risk with Mendy out. It's clear that he wants to play him, and he's riding him. He played ninety for three, four straight, I guess, over like two weeks. He's clearly fit. Um, and Son also, it's you watch Son. There's no no doubting that he's their danger man. So I, I don't. I think they're maybe perceived rotationers from like last season, or I don't. I don't think they're that that bad of rotationers. But yeah, I think the fifth bench. But I mean, we know Camarasa is on pens now, so that's a good four or five option. And you know, I mean, I, I still think Kearney's gonna gonna trickle in some assists, and he almost scored a goal this this week uh, also. So. I think the, the having a good fifth mid is the key. I mean, if you're in a three four three, if you're if you have two up top and you have like Kamara or success, I would be much. I would I would put an emphasis on making sure you get a good, you know, a really good bench guy. Yeah. Okay. What do you? I mean, we've we've kind of hit on that before too, right? Yeah, I I, I agree with you mostly. There, I have nothing much yeah. to add. They they're both clearly first choice. So yeah, it's not the it's not a fucking, you know, it's not like a. Trent Gomez rotation or something where it's like you just throw your hands up. You have no idea if either player is going to start every week. It's just like right. they should start, and every once in a while they'll they'll be on the bench. Yeah. Um, anything else, or do you oh. want to just go to this week captains? And yeah, shit? no, let's go. We we're trying to keep it short. We're already yeah. Let's keep it short. Long. Yeah, let's keep it short. Um. So who are you capping this week? Um, I mean, it's going to decide. It'll depend on whether or not I bring in Locke, I think. Um, I definitely don't want a captain, a city player at Chelsea. It just it seems like it's. It wouldn't surprise me if they batter them and go in there and do like a 4 1 or something. But, you know, that's just not a fixture on paper that I'm trying to exploit, even though, you know, Raz, I'll probably vice Raz since I know a play. Um, but if I don't go Locke, I guess I'll go Kane, but I really don't feel good about going Kane this weekend. So I'll see. I don't. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I might go Sterling over Kane if if I decide not to get he's locked. That, he is that not, much better. Yeah, he's. I think he's that much better. The fixture. I don't know why. I just feel like it's it's not like a banana skin game at all. I think Leicester are fucking horrible, and I think Spurs will win. But I'm just getting a little bit. I just don't have a good feeling about it. Really, not not based on any fact or anything I've seen or anything objective. I just don't have a great feeling about it. And for what it's worth, Leicester are. Fifth in the expected goals allowed table. Like their defense has been consistently tight all season. 
They've had like one or two weird games, but they park and play conservatively every single game, no matter the opponent. So, yeah. And they're like a good bus, not a we're going to park because we're worse than you, like Southampton. We're Southampton right, right, bus. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a good bus. What about you? What are you looking at, Mo? I mean, I'm on Mo with Vice Sterling. I mean, you have to assume that Mo will start and that Bournemouth is decent. Um, yeah. You know, should be fine. And he came on and dominated as he always does. So it's good for him. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's totally reasonable. Um, it was one of the reasons why I wasn't prioritizing Kane like two weeks ago. I mean, obviously backfired in my fucking face when Mo didn't start last week. But in my head, I was like, no, I'm comfortable starting. I'm captaining Mo against Burnley and Bournemouth. And that was always yeah. the thing. It was like, I'm not going to rip my team up because I I don't think that capping Kane and um, home Southampton at Leicester is that much better than Mo. And then I'm going to captain City in every other game week. So I got to back yeah, myself I mean, that's, there. Yeah, I mean that's completely logical. There's no hole you could possibly poke through that. It just so far hasn't come off. Um, and then what? So you're looking at the Bob move? Or are you looking at anything else? You have Gomez. Yeah. So I'm most conservatively, I could do Gomez to someone and and float. I have two frees. I saved last week. Um, I could I could do Dilv. I could do a hit and get lock, uh, get Aubameyang in. I, I don't really like that too much, um, yeah, but I, would, I, don't I like could that. do Dilv. Yeah, I could do Dilv to you know Rich or Bill or someone like that and get in Laka for Firmino and just hide Gomez and, and start Juan. Wait, um, why you need or, you need point one or something to get Bob to Laka? No, I need point four. Oh, so really? I could also. Oh shit! I didn't realize yeah, they spread out that much. Yeah, Bob's nine two. So if I if I did Gomez and uh, and Bob out, I could get a four seven defender in and Laka. The only issue with that is it, it, then I start to get a little bit nervous about spreading my defense too thin across some, some too many bad teams. I would be rotating two spots for four defenders on bad teams um, to go with Trent. So that's a little bit sketch. But yeah, that feels kind of bad. But at the expense of keeping my midfield being, you know, Sun, Sane, Sterling, and Dilv, and then I have Kane lock up, up top, and then Rondon and Kearney rotating. Like, I, I, it could work. I'm going to look at the rotations and see if there's a team that slots in there well. Because again, you know, Fulham, granted they have zero clean sheets, but Chambers out of position, which is nice. Newcastle, I still like, is a rotating, and and Palace look good rotating. So. If I could find a fourth team with a cheap defender who I could kind of have a good rotation, two spots from four four players for two spots. It's I mean, two, three, four years ago we did that with all three spots. We had five players, five, four, five defenders, you know. Yeah, so I'm just curious why work. why you're on like you're committed to Bob out. Is this just for the captaincy option or it's are you kind just, of because like he, he should be nailed to start to all hell. Like he was rested and you know, he's coming off you know, scoring in twenty minutes and a decent game before that. I, I'm just curious. It's it's definitely the captaincy for this weekend is a big factor, yeah. but it's also just like what is his upside? Yes, he's been playing better the last couple of weeks, but I don't know, you know double he, return like that's yeah. Fine. But he he gets a return on you know got fouled for a free kick or whatever, and you know he's still playing sort of reverse out of position yeah. to a degree a lot of the time which is, does isn't great yeah um you know, he's still going with that 4231 kind of thing he's dropping deep a lot so i mean he's not cheap enough 
I think he's, I mean, he's expensive and I just don't, he's good on bonus points, of course, but I just don't think that there's that much upside, especially with some tricky fixtures coming up. It just doesn't seem like a great hold. And like I said, I got him as just a complete left field rogue punt for a short little window where they had reasonable fixtures and I thought he might get a couple goals and ride the hot form. So I could definitely do the passive move and get rid of Gomez and, and keep him and I just, I'm not sure. I mean, I could also keep an eye forward and just do the Gomez move and then double swap Abamiang in for Firmino and, and get Delva out and still be able to get Richarlison or Siggy or, or Bernardo Silva. Yeah, just, my, I guess um, my only thinking is everything that we just said about Laka and Arsenal and Emery and just so many questions in the air, maybe just play it sort of passive on Bob for one week while he still has a reasonable fixture and he's nailed to start. And as we just gain that one more week of information, like how much you'd feel so much better buying Locke if he started one match before just getting him now. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's my I mean, thinking. It's, it, like he hasn't no, started makes, in three straight weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense, and it's it would be a big risk. I'm I'm not saying like this is a yeah. brilliant move. I'm, yeah, 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 it's a big risk. I just have to look at it and think. You know, if if I feel good enough that he's going to start home Huddersfield. I mean, I think that's by far the standout fixture on the on the table this this weekend, and I think they could put five in. Uh, I mean, Huddersfield, the amount that they work each game, they've got to be feeling a little bit leggy. They don't oh, have a yeah. big squad, so I think that they could rip them to fucking shreds. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Really, it's just a huge upside play versus yeah. you know maybe like Bob gets an assist or something. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then um, you're left like captaining Raz or something, which is like yeah. Yeah, no, I see I see your play. I mean it is, yeah. I mean uh, Obs or Laka or both could both fucking like Hattie or triple return. Like that's very yeah. much on the card. So yeah. Yeah. So also what about you? What are you looking at? I don't know. I gotta do something with Arnie. Maybe I'll just yeah. I, my my I'm so like yeah, fucking over it and like mad and just like unhappy with everything that I maybe I'll like take a hit or something. Maybe I'll get Laka and take a hit or something like that, but Either way, Arnie's going to come out, whether it's just a simple, smart move, like swap to Mitro or something else. I'm not sure yet. Okay. So Arnie out. We'll see on Lambs. We have to get Lambs out tomorrow. Well, Yeah, I know. Or like, this is like pod straight into Lambs. It's weird. Yeah. Well, how do All we right. do? Are we, we're not at an hour. We did okay. Under an hour is good. Yeah, that's good for us. All right, let me slap some new Patreon asses. Uh, need their anuses slapped. We got Alan Creasy, Lucas Burns, Mr. Burns. We got Tim, all lowercase. And then we got Kane in the ass. I don't know his actual name, but I'm going to go with that. So that's good. Um, yeah, we got some new, new meat on Slack. It's always a nice job by everyone. Yeah, we'll leave Slack for one fucking game week and everyone goes fucking ballistic without us. So we got to get got to get Slack back in order. Um <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? No. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfield. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers.